0: This guy can talk, but he also loves to listen. This is The Golden Mean with Michael Golden.
1: Melinda Henneberg is on the line today, essentially a live show. Uh, let's call it coronavirus episode number two as it's oh. Wednesday. Um, March 18th. And uh, everybody's everybody's looking for answers. I'm not going to uh, ask Melinda same old questions you're hearing on television and, and online about uh, conjecture and guesswork about the virus. Uh, you can get that anywhere. But I am going to focus a little bit about how this is being covered and the media's responsibility, its usefulness. Uh, Melinda has written for the Washington Post, the New York Times, Roll call, uh, and also been an executive editor positions there. She's with the Kansas City Star now on the editorial board. She's been a USA Today contributor, and not least of which a Shorenstein Fellow uh, at Harvard. Um, when it comes to the media, she's about as good as it gets. Thanks for doing this today, my friend. It's it's a it's a good. Day. Thanks for having me. I wish it were under better circumstances. How are you holding no, up, kidding. back In in my beloved Midwest, I'm I'm tr- I'm stuck in AZ, <laughs> which is a good thing. How are you doing?
0: Hmm. I think good <laughs> none of us really knows right
1: <laughs> well you guys had an editorial in the star a couple of days ago saying that you know the restaurants and bars it's a good step that that um, state governments and, and city governments have closed them but that I think you were advising folks in your state government folks in your state to do the same and that basically you um, It sounded like a shelter-in-place type deal where the editorial board was saying what a lot of people believe. I'm one of them. Said everybody ought to sit tight and let this thing run its course to the extent we can. Talk about that editorial first.
0: Absolutely. So we were just uh, afraid that the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, has just been taking way too leisurely an approach to all this and still is. He still maintains that, you know, localities should decide for themselves whether schools should close or not, you know, which is the wrong approach. I mean, this global pandemic is not a local issue. And you juxtapose that with uh, the governor of Kansas, Laura Kelly, who was the first governor in the country, and she is right. To close schools for the rest of the year. It's obvious that's what's going to happen. So why are people not just saying this? I mean, this you know, there we still have officials in Kansas too, Republicans who are saying. I'm going to read you something. I'll take may take me a second to find it here, cause yeah, but um, that the Senate head of the health committee said yesterday, here we go. This is from a gentleman named Gene Solentrope. I'm going to go out into public right now. I'm going to go out to have dinner. I'm going to mingle. I'm going to spend money in the economy and keep things moving. And I hope everybody else does too. Wow. No officials, no public. We have to, we cannot overemphasize how serious a thing this is. This, I mean, many millions of lives are on the line and so with our our some of our officials getting that message and others not I mean even the president uh, who has downplayed this thing at every single juncture now seems to have been seen made to see that that more is at stake than the market so the governor Mark Uh, Parson of Missouri is even behind the president at this point.
1: You know, I'm glad that you said that. You know, I, I opened the I opened the program saying that um, we, we'd talk more about the media, and I, I meant to do that when referring to the uh, editorial in the Kansas City Star. But your answer does cover a lot of the ground that I think a lot of folks with common sense, uh, you know, we don't understand. What's the big conundrum? Sh- shut! I'm surprised that this country wasn't shut down 10 days ago. It's just math. Um, but but let me ask you so let's go back to to the media now Melinda I mean you've been doing this a long time you're a veteran uh, you see you've covered everything issue under the That's sun. That's a
0: nice way to say it, right? A veteran. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Well, you know what? It's true. It's true. and It's, a, it's true. A and it's, a, it's true. And it's a compliment. It's true. And it's a compliment. So, so, but you know, things have changed so much for, for both of us since, since we, uh, were in our, we're in college and just after college and, 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 you know, there wasn't even cable back then, much less this huge mm-hmm. fragmented media universe. And those three networks were like the voice of God. And Cronkite was really the voice of God. So I'm wondering, right. what, 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 how do you think? I mean, it's great that, you know, that that the web, it's democratized everything. There's There are great things about that. And we know there's ugliness to it, too. But when it comes to a crisis like this, where there's so many mixed messages, literally thousands a day, depending on where you get your news, how much time? Tougher is it to to have uh, you know a a, a more of a central authority informing everyone on that same line? Do you know what I mean?
0: I do, but I think that the proof that people still look to need and are going to see more and more how much they need as this goes along, an authority, a, a voice of just the facts, is that you know so. The Kansas City Star is part of the the 30 McClatchy Papers. And, I mean, every single day we're setting new traffic records because people really are turning to us to see, you know, for news they can trust, just like you say. Maybe not Walter Cronkite, (laughs) but for factual information. And, again, when officials uh, can't decide, you know, when there's this, Patchwork of advice from officialdom. I think it's especially important to have somebody sorting it out.
1: So that's a really good point. And actually, in a couple days, I'm going to interview uh, one of my best friend's sons. is a local news reporter um, in Wisconsin. First job right out of college. He's loving his job, and now all of a sudden. He's a local news reporter in the middle of a crisis, and and there's right. there's not really a drill for how to do this. And obviously, what you're talking about mm-hmm. is a print, and it's B, much much larger in a, a larger market like like where you are. But but that's a really great point. Let's let me flip it for a second to um, c- coverage. I, I, l- let me ask you the forty thousand foot level question first before we drill it down on anything that gets. Uh, even marginally political. How do you think that the the local and the national media, and you can bifurcate it in the answer if you want, have, have done so far in the last six to eight weeks, and especially the last three weeks in covering this?
0: Well, if there has been. I can't really answer that question without seeing it, without giving you what may sound like a partisan answer. Go for it. Because I think that, Outlets like Fox and Breitbart have either given cues to the president, taken cues from the president, both that really have underplayed this in a very dangerous way. And we see that in the polling that has shown that Republicans by a wide margin have taken this much less seriously as a threat. Now, hopefully that's changing along with the because the president's tone has changed a lot in the last couple of days. So much that he now says he saw it as a huge threat from the beginning, which he did not share with the public. Um, but I, I, I think people are going to lose their lives because of the difference in coverage. Honestly, I don't see how it could be otherwise.
1: You know, yeah, boy. Let, uh, so let me drill it down now. You mentioned the president. A friend told me the other day, we were talking on the phone, and he said, you know, I... I and he's not... He's a dumb... I'd say he's center-left. And he said, I can't stand listening to the media. He's talking about television. You know, playing this gotcha game with the president and saying he said this and that. And, you know, it, it, just, it just seems... It just seems unimportant, and can't we just cover the news of the day? And I, I you know, just like you, I, I'm, I'm assuming, um, you know, I got my back up right away. And I said, you know, I cut him off, and I said, look, that, that's one way to look at it. And I understand, and don't get me wrong. I do think there are certain reporters on national television that, without even knowing that they do it, personalize it. And part of the reason is because we've never, and this is my voice now, had a man this disgusting mm-hmm in any office I can remember in our democracy. But I told him, I said, you know, This is hard stuff, and you can't just not hold a president's feet to the fire, and and not make him accountable just because he seems like a sympathetic figure. And there, there are life and lives. This is a matter of life and death, and actually, it goes straight to that. If you don't hold him his feet to the fire on what he says that's true and not, all you're doing is making it more dangerous for people to take him at his word, no matter what he says going forward. So I, I, you know, this is a question, but obviously, I've expressed my opinion. How do you see the way that the media is covering the president, and I guess you know, weigh in on on that uh, that observation from that friend of mine?
0: Well, I think the proof of that, first of all, how's the media covering it? Uh, the media is so so vast, and there's so many different outlets, and I, I mean, generally, I think as well as could be expected. I mean, this is completely, one thing the president says is true is this is completely unprecedented. He keeps saying no one has ever done this before. Well, of course no one has ever done it before. We haven't been in this situation in 100 years. Um, So no one alive has ever seen this, no. (laughs) Um, But in terms of, you know, so... My mom is a Trump supporter, right? And so I, she tells me she believes, you know, what he says, and she respects what he says, and she likes what he says, and and so. But when it comes to her health, is she, you know, doing what this, what the president has been saying previously? To just, you know, this is hysterical; it's a hoax. You can keep going out. It's going to disappear and it's going to be a miracle. No, she's staying at home like a sensible person. So I think there is a difference, too, even though I do think it's very dangerous, this message that's gotten out that that it's not as big a deal as the media is pretending it is. I do think it will be interesting to see the way people like how much do Republicans really trust what the president is telling them on healthcare? I mean, do they believe it? Have they believed it enough to put themselves at risk? Some probably have and others are kind of holding the, you know, two, two uh, opposing ideas at the same time. Yep,
1: yeah. Melinda, is there a central um, look? You have CNN, Fox, and MSNBC, and CNN, even though uh, they're looked at now far more than ten years ago as as left and not not independent, and and even though some of the folks on there I believe do, do try to be, uh, but but you don't you know they they were looked they used to be looked at as more of a sort of center or independent, um, and those are the big three. You know, really news networks speak because people don't watch actual network news as much except super nerds like me and mostly to see how they (laughs) mostly to see how they cover things. And and then you have NPR, of course, and PBS and and so government, um, government uh, uh, basically sponsored public media. And my question its a long wind up to saying this, asking this. Is there one central source of news that's the authority that people can go to? Because my original question was going to be, shouldn't there be? And then I realized, maybe you don't know it. Maybe there's one, maybe it's just there's a CDC that covers everything or some uh, public channel. But it just seems like even if you're going to the big, large national media outlets, if you will, uh, you have to choose which one to Find what information and also to trust. What do you think?
0: Well, I would say most sites have and outlets have now made all the coronavirus related coverage free. So it's not the case that people have to pick and choose you know, which places to subscribe to get information at this really important time, which I think is a great thing people are doing. I mean, because as we know, that news still costs a lot to produce. Um, So I think right now there isn't one place I would say. I would say local news, please support local news. I mean, I think that really is, we are doing vital work right now and always. Um, you know, obviously, the big papers, New York Times, uh, Washington Post, PBS does a great job, NPR does a great job. Um, and uh, there, there are other places, like, for example, um, my former colleague, Lori Garrett, who has been covering epidemics for 30 years, um, it writes for foreign policy right now. And I see they've wisely picked her up on MSNBC. She's a fantastic resource.
1: I guess what I was also wondering is, you know, I, I'm 53 years old, so I've been watching that. This is, you know, that that they cut in on anything you're watching on television, you know, middle of the night or whatever. And this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. You know, you know that every, people could hear that in their mm-hmm. sleep. Uh, I don't remember it being used once in my life where, oh. This is this is this channel is EBS and it's blacking out everything else. And the reason it's because it's telling you now, maybe if we have a shutdown, maybe if we have a uh, an actual lockdown like Italy, maybe it'll be communicated uh, through that and not just through the, you know, the 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 50 major news outlets and then thousands of others. But uh, that's what I'm wondering. Should there be. Yes, local news. There's no question. Believe me, I used to do local news. So I understand it's foibles and and its values, uh, 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 which are high in a situation Um, like this.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, on both. I I hate to keep politicizing everything, but there is a political aspect to everything. So why ignore it? I think there are too many people on both the left and the right who don't who would look skeptically on Mm. news straight from the government. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's some uh, real emergency situations in which that would be helpful, but mostly no, I don't think so
1: last question and now we're gonna get back to uh, <laughs> I can't help but ask you this question when, when did you start covering okay. when did you start covering Donald Trump weren't you in New York many years ago when when he was you know
0: yeah so so my my first foray into Trump land was when I was working for the now sadly defunct New York Newsday and uh, B. Donald, as everyone called him then, was getting a divorce from his first wife, Ivana. And so I I was uh, covering his first divorce. And the idea that this is now our president, I mean, I've told this story before, but my first memory of Donald Trump is that he used to call our uh, gossip columnists all the time to plant Linda Stacey, uh, to plant items about himself, about women who were supposedly interested in him. And I so remember hearing her end of that conversation one day and her saying, Donald, Madonna is not interested <laughs> in you. Um, so yeah, that's our president.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, it's funny. I, 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 that's a great story. I, 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 I want to ask you just to, you know, a a glib question uh, about what's wrong with Donald Trump but it's just sort of it's so hackneyed and tired and it doesn't really matter but you know even today no one knows well actually (laughs) that's you know what Melinda that's the answer nobody knows I still keep waiting for him to give one press conference just one where he makes no braggadocious statement about what he's done during the crisis or doesn't say there's it's going to be very exciting and I'm very happy about the Fed cutting rates it's like it's still a television show to him, and it blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it does. Even this new, more presidential Donald Trump says any number of things that you just can't believe came out of a pre- any president's mouth.
1: Yeah, I I think that, look, we all want to get through this. We all want to see him be the, the best possible president he can.
0: Uh, and you know what? He could end up, because I think what put the the fear into him was realizing that if he didn't get serious about this, he was going to lose yes. the election oh, in November. for sure. And so he actually could end up doing, I mean, we don't know, we'll have to see, but doing a lot of things that Democrats haven't been able to do and have been trying to do for many years. I mean, it wouldn't completely shock me to see him doing some of the things even on health care that Democrats have been trying to do for a long time.
1: So it, It's that old Iran Emanuel quote, right? Never let a crisis go to waste. Yes,
0: uh, yes. It, well, I hope one way in which this crisis uh, doesn't go to waste is, I so hope that we do national mail-in elections which Republicans have fought and fought and fought and fought because they never want to make it easier to vote. But now that this is going to be voter suppression of the demographic that will hit Republicans even more than Democrats, if older people are staying home, I think this is uh, a something that's super possible
1: now. Yeah, you know, I totally agree, Melinda. And I did an interview this morning that I haven't uh, um, put up yet, um, with the executive editor and publisher of the fulcrum. And we were talking about voting rights and vote by mail and all that. And of course it comes back to that thing where it's a shame that in our constitution, it left everything with elections up to the States that you can't nationalize anything, even for federal offices, which would make this a hell of a lot easier. Um, and it's national security, frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. uh well i really appreciate you coming on i i hope your 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 family is safe everyone's good as far as you know without being tested
0: (laughs) yes absolutely
1: all right good luck at the star good luck with everything and as always uh so appreciate your time melinda same to you
0: take care